0: So, church, uh, this scripture, I believe, is a scripture that you and I uh, need uh, to know about and certainly can live by. This is a text that uh, really, really has a great, powerful, moving, relevant message for for each and every one of us. So, I, I want us to think about the Red Sea for a moment, okay? Whether you have been there, where, whether you have visited uh, this particular body of water or have seen it uh, online, a picture of it, uh, it is massive, it is intimidating, it is absolutely beautiful. And here the Israelite people are standing before the Red Sea thinking that they are about to to perish because Pharaoh and his army are after them. This is a massive army. They are intimidating and they are getting close. So, the Red Sea. Here's the thing about the Red Sea that that I want all of us to know, and I just want to note for a moment uh, the obvious here. You and I do not have to travel halfway around the world to stand before the Red Sea, okay? Let me just say that, okay? We do not have to visit the Red Sea, okay? Stand before it, okay? We have Red Sea moments, you and I, probably, literally every day. Think about this, okay? Anytime we are... uh, plagued with worry about something, that, church, is a Red Sea moment. Anytime we are crippled with anxiety or depression about something, that is a Red Sea moment. Anytime there's marital strife, in the household. That is a Red Sea moment. We are standing before that body of water thinking, how are we going to get through this? This absolutely looks impossible. How about this one? Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen to my health six months or a year from now, I've gotten some kind of health scare, or our job might be in jeopardy, or we might be on the rocks with a family member, or with a child. Those are all red sea moments, and we're standing here thinking, Lord, I need help. Lord, I need guidance. Lord, I just need strength because this looks absolutely impossible. How in the world am I going to pass through this Red Sea moment, through this body of water? Well, church, here's the blessed good news. The Word of God, okay, tells us what to do and how to handle that Red Sea moment. So I'm going to go to the Word of God here. I want to go to the 15th verse this morning, that uh, beginning verse for us in the 14th chapter Of Exodus, the 15th verse. Watch this, okay? This is the Israelite people. They're standing before that body of water. They know that Pharaoh and his army is on their tail. They are scared like you and I would be. They are absolutely frightened. They are sick. Think about it. Sick with worry, anxiety, and just pure fright. And watch this, verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Wow, wow. Have you been there lately? Crying to God. Maybe you don't have purpose in your life. Maybe you just are wracked with worry, with despair. Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go Forward. Wow. Go forward. I want you to write that on your heart this morning. Write it down if you have to. Remember that. Remember that because maybe you have stood right before the Red Sea just one day ago. Maybe you are standing before the Red Sea right now in this very moment. How in the world am I going to get through this Red Sea? Well, let's talk about that for a moment, okay? For the Israelite people and for you and I, we are standing before the Red Sea. Here's the thing. If you and I go backward, okay, if we go back from where we came, you know where that is? That's Egypt. That is Egypt. That is, bond, that is bondage. That is slavery. That is oppression. That is hurt. That is pain. That is distress. Backward, church. Back the way we came is Egypt. Egypt ultimately is death. Death for the Israelite people. Death for the believer. Backward is no good. So, what do we do now? We can stand still. We can stand before that large body of water and think and wonder and ponder but here's the thing. If we stand before that body of water, I believe too often that means we get stuck. Let me say that again. We get stuck if we just stand still. And if we stand still and get stuck, guess what? The enemy is right behind us. So the enemy is going to get us if we stand still and do nothing because we get stuck. We get stuck in those old ideas. We get stuck in those old attitudes. If we stand still, we get stuck. And not only that, the bad guy's coming. The enemy is always coming. And the enemy will attack you if you are stuck, okay? We're not going backward. We're not standing still because we get stuck. Guess what? The only other way is to go forward. Let me read it again, okay? This is God telling Moses, why do you cry to me, verse 15? Tell the children of Israel, here it is, to go forward. We go forward. Why do we go forward? Well, church, here it is. To go forward means that you and I ultimately trust God. Not ourselves, not man, okay, not our ability, okay, but we trust God that God is going to do something okay, that God is going to do what God says. Ultimately, trust is, hey, we believe in the promises of God and that those promises are going to come true. So, we go forward. Oh, but wait a minute. There's still that body of water there, and if we go forward, okay, there's a chance, at least in our own minds as we're thinking about it, that we're gonna step into that water and we better know how to swim. Otherwise, we're gonna drown, okay? But here's where the trust comes into play. Because when we go forward, that means that we trust that there will always be a hope and a future for us. That there will always be a hope and a future for the body of believers, that there will be a hope and a future for Israel. You see? To go forward means that we believe that there will be abundant provision for us that God's going to provide. I mean, the scripture says as they were making their way to the Red Sea, guess what happened? There was a pillar of cloud over their heads and a pillar of fire by night. So God was protecting them during the day. God was protecting them at night. Why wouldn't God be protecting us now, standing before that body of water? So God will provide us abundant provision. Also, when we go forward, God will give us careful protection. From the enemy. And the Bible backs that up by saying that when God parted those waters, He provided protection for the enemy. Here's the second point that I want to make, church. When you and I, okay, are standing before the Red Sea, God says, Go forward. So God says, I'm going to make the impossible. Possible for you. You just have to trust me. Okay? Here's the second point. When you and I are standing before the Red Sea, okay, we see an obstacle. You see? You and I see an obstacle. Guess what? God sees an opportunity. We see obstacles. The Red Sea, wow. We step into this Red Sea and we're going to drown. That's an obstacle. God says, aha, I've got a different plan. There's an opportunity here for you. Let me go to the Word of God and show you where that is. Verse 21, we see obstacles, okay, when we're standing before the Red Sea. God sees an opportunity. Verse 21, it says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all of that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. Wow! Only a miracle that God can perform. Not you and I. That wasn't man-made. That came from above. So, you see, God took that obstacle that body of water, okay, that they were ultimately, or at least they thought they were going to perish in, and God turned that into an opportunity. How does, that use, how does that apply to our lives when we're standing before the Red Sea? Here's some thoughts, okay? When we face the Red Sea in our own lives, in the day-to-day, okay, when the rubber hits the road and we're living life, Okay? And it's a messy life, okay? An obstacle, as we're standing before the Red Sea, that's turned into an opportunity could be that is a great opportunity to pray, okay? Pray. When you are faced with an obstacle that is much bigger than you, that is much bigger than your know how, okay, that is much bigger than you and you are intimidated by it, hey, you're just scared of what's going to happen, of the ramifications, that is an excellent time to pray. Excellent time to pray. Let me invite you, okay, if the words aren't coming to you, okay, and you need help with that prayer, okay, the Lord's Prayer, it can cover it all. Don't just say that Lord's Prayer once, okay? Say that Lord's Prayer often until God gives you some peace about whatever that obstacle is, okay? Ask someone who you love and trust and respect to pray for you. Every one of us, church, every one of us, choir, Every one of us, we need prayer warriors in our lives, okay? We're we're not on an island by ourselves, okay? We need to be praying, and we need to have others praying for us. Your church needs to be praying for you. So, an obstacle can provide us an opportunity, church, to pray, and to pray often, and to pray earnestly couple of other things uh, an obstacle can provide us an opportunity to in fact grow our faith to grow our faith okay you'll know you'll know where your faith is at okay when it gets shook when you get shook okay in some way okay, your, gra- your ground begins to quake, begins to shake, you'll know where that faith is at. Look, if you fall apart, if you are defeated, okay, if you feel defeated, if you are drowning in that red sea, you'll know where that faith is at. I want us to know this, an obstacle can actually help to grow, and to mature that faith. It may not seem like it in the moment, Okay, and that is why we need people praying for us. That is why we need to be in the Word. That is why we need to be coming to worship to help to grow and to mature and to be encouraged by the things of God always. Okay, not when things are just going or or, or looking difficult or we're standing before multiple uh, obstacles, but all the time. You see. So an obstacle, okay, can actually help to grow and to mature our faith in hindsight, but I believe also during. And the tools are here to help grow that faith. Prayer, the Word of God, that works and it's effective. One other thing I wanna mention. When an obstacle is before us, that can provide an opportunity for you and I to wait on the Lord, to wait on the Lord. Now, I've said this before, okay, but I want to say it again because it's important, okay? God is not on our time schedule, not on our timeline. Sometimes we just have to wait. Sometimes we just have to go through that moment prayerfully, reading the Word of God, wrestling through it, struggling through it, feeling the pain of it, not because God wants to destroy us or hurt us, but look, it's evolving, our spiritual lives. It's evolving. It's growing. It's maturing, okay? And that is important. So, it will help us to, in fact, grow our faith, to wait on the Lord. Church, we can back that up with the Word of God. There's a lot of waiting. (laughs) There is a lot of waiting in the Bible. Why wouldn't it be the very same case for you and I to wait on the Lord and just to know that God is present? He says, go forward. Well, does he mean go forward now or go forward in six months? that answer will come. But sometimes faith means we have to wait. We have to trust. A couple of other things here, church. Last point being, when we are faced with a Red Sea moment, I want us to know this, and I want us to have a lens of faith to be able to, to, be able to see this, and that is when we are faced with an obstacle, always know this. God saves, God saves, God saves. Let me go to the 30th verse here, the last two verses in the 14th chapter. Listen to this. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared him, that means revered him, and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. God saved the Israelites. Why wouldn't God save you and I today? He did and He will. God saved the Israelites. He gave them the promised land. He gave them an opportunity to walk right through that body of water called the Red Sea. God wanted to make sure that everyone was saved through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let us just gaze upon the cross at Calvary. That is the most Real tangible way in which God has saved all of mankind. There it is the cross at Calvary. Church, God saves. God says, Go forward. God turns an obstacle into an opportunity and God saves. That is a God that I want to follow. That is a God that you want to follow. That is a God who is worthy of trusting. Let me say this last thing. Knowing that good news, that God saves, that God gives us that command to go forward, and that God gives us opportunities to get through the messiness of life. Remember this. Remember this. Through God's grace, we have been given a choice every day. A choice, you and I. The choice is simply this. Are we going to face the Red Sea in our own lives with fear? Are we going to face the Red Sea with faith? That's a choice every day. And there's a very good chance that there's folks in this very room that are faced with multiple Red Seas right now. Are we going to face it with fear? Or are we going to face it with faith? Let me say one more thing in the Holy Scriptures, and it's verse 13, and this gives us a beautiful answer. Fear or faith? And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Amen and amen.